0: Music is a time machine that can transport you to a different place and a different time. Another dimension, if you will, in an instant. Get ready as you enter the time zone up ahead. Uncle Steve's Rock and Metal Zone. All right, all right. Uncle Steve is back for episode 10 of. Uncle Steve's Rock and Metal Zone coming at you alive from the great state of Texas. I hope that wherever you may roam that you are safe and doing well. This week we are going to dig right into the Reload album by Metallica, the second and final album in their Load series. I hope that you enjoyed last week's episode on the first Load album. First, before I get going, I want to thank the people that shared my podcast on Facebook or shared it on Twitter. This week, Joel Hebbinsberger, Anita Canfield, Michael Blair, and the Metal Up Your Podcast Show all shared in my last episode. And for that, I am truly thankful. Thank you to all of you. If you want to hear your name here, or if you just want to help Uncle Steve out, Please share this week's show on Facebook or share it on Twitter. Let your rock and metal friends know if you like the show so they can join us in here, too. Also, you can email me at uncle.steve.rock at gmail.com, as well as going to iTunes and leaving a nice five-star review for me. If you do that, I'll read your review or email on the show, too. All right. On with the show. The second album in the Load series features the same band members as the last album. James Hetfield on vocals and rhythm guitars, Jason Newstead on bass, Kirk Hammett on lead and rhythm guitars, and Lars Ulrich on drums. This album was released November sixteenth, 1997. On the first Load episode, I stated that it seemed that Metallica may have been chasing the trends a bit, but... When the first Load album came out, it was 1996. They had worked on it for a year up to release, but that doesn't include the initial songwriting, which would have taken place before 1995, which was still in the throes of the grunge movement, so I'm sure that that was a heavy influence. Although, Metallica is not a band afraid of change. If you just compare Kill 'Em All to Ride the Lightning, the presence of Fade to Black is a huge thing to have on there. If you compare Ride the Lightning to Master of Puppets, Master of Puppets to Injustice for All, and Injustice to All to the Black Album, you can definitely get a feel that things are moving along in a certain direction, all the while retaining heaviness, but moving nonetheless. The changes from each album to the next were big, yet somehow subtle as well. Obviously, the change from the Black album to the Load and Reload albums was not subtle at all. It was as drastic as someone with really long hair going and getting a makeover and coming out almost looking like a completely different person, kind of like what Metallica did with her image back then as well. Also, on the first Load episode, I stated that these were undoubtedly sister albums, which in a sense is true. The band were planning on releasing Load as one big double album, but decided to release them as two separate albums because they thought that it might be too much material for the fans to take in all at once, and not to mention the added amount of time it would have taken to record that much more material. The Load album, Metallica's longest, is two seconds short of 79 minutes, and Reload is two seconds over 76 minutes, for a total of 155 minutes of music, so just short of three hours. I'd say they made a wise decision by splitting these albums up. Personally, I think that they could have shortened Load Up by three or four songs easily and had a killer album, at least to me, and I think the same could have been done with Reload. The other thought process is that they could have taken the best songs from each album and had one big 14 or 15 song album with a bunch of really good songs instead of feeling like they had to include everything they had. According to Wikipedia, they came into the writing sessions with 30 songs, meaning that if that was all they used, that only three songs were cut from the original 30. One thing it does show is they obviously believed in the material. Also, The fact that Lode undoubtedly alienated a good amount of their fan base. If they had done all of this on just one album, they could have been done with this phase of their career sooner, which I know many people would have appreciated. I recently had a guy blast me a bit on Facebook about the Lode album. I mean, he came across very angry and said that he pretty much dropped the band at that point moving forward. Personally, I loved Master of Puppets. But I also, after a good amount of time, love Reload and Load. And it is possible to love both. Unless you're just a thrash metal and that's it kind of guy. And I can understand that too. That said, there is some killer material on both of these albums. There is some not so killer stuff as well. All said, as many people were let down by the Load albums... At least when Metallica released St. Anger, it restored the faith of all the fans and they turned away, right? Wait. Okay, like I said before, I applaud any band that has forged a sound and has the guts to do something totally different. Especially knowing that there could be some possible career ramifications. And Metallica definitely did that with these albums. I remember hearing the first single for this album. The Memory Remains, with Marianne faithful singing on it. It was definitely a head-scratcher for sure. (laughs) It seemed like a pretty confusing thing to hear as a fan, but seeing the video helped. It was a really cool video, and it didn't take long for the song to grow on me. So getting back into the album... The first track is Fuel. Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. This track, like Ain't My Bizotch" off of Load, kicks in hard from the get-go. It feels like another old-school Metallica album right off the bat. The song kicks off with a cool vocal intro from James, and then kicks into high gear and doesn't let up until the song is over. Thumbs up. Very smart decision to start the album off with a straight-up rocker. This way, when a fan that maybe struggled with load listens, they'll feel a sense of comfort, like putting on a nice, comfortable t-shirt. It just feels right. And they might just go into this album with the hope that it stays that way. Well, if you feel that way, you better fasten your seatbelt because this is going to be a bumpy ride. A definite thumbs and big toes up all the way here. The Memory Remains is the next song up. And it starts out with a killer riff. So, so far, it seems like we are two for two, batting 1,000. The way James sings the song is so cool because the guitar seems to be mimicking his vocals or vice versa. The chorus is awesome. But the second time we hear the chorus though, something strange happens at the end. It turns sour really quick as an unfamiliar vocal gets here and just gets really confusing. (laughs) The vocal is done by a lady named Marianne Faithful. On first listen you can't help but think what were these guys thinking. But as time goes on, you realize, hey, they obviously didn't care. It is what it is. Marianne Faithful was a singer, an actor. She had a highly publicized relationship with the Rolling Stones Mick Jagger. She started out with a nice singing voice. And in the 70s, she ended up a heroin addict, ended up homeless with severe laryngitis at some point, which permanently altered her voice and gave her a distinct singing voice, which you kind of hear here. Lyrically, the song sounds like it could just be about her. Either way, the song is terrific. Double thumbs and big toes up here again. Devil's Dance is up next, and it starts out with drums and a killer bass line. When I hear this, I think, this is what I'd like to play every time that I walk into a room. And then after that, the killer riff that comes in behind it, awesome. James comes in with his most signature line ever. Yeah! Yeah. The verses are great, and then the chorus is even better. The one day you will see line is awesome. This may be my favorite song on the album. This song oozes coolness. Two thumbs, two big toes, and two sets of horns up as well. I think after having heard Load, it seems like nothing on this album could shock me. And then it hit. Like a big train barreling toward me. I kind of intended this pun. But the Unforgiven 2, I couldn't believe that Metallica would stoop to pulling an old hit and kind of remaking it. Is it because they already knew of the backlash that the other album had and they were just trying to help themselves out a bit with this kind of a throwback tune? Not sure, but it has some similarities in the song, musically and lyrically too. In hindsight, James has said that he intended for the Unforgiven to be three parts, so that makes me feel a little differently. That said, to me, it's definitely not as good as the original, but it's not a bad song either. I'll give this song a thumbs up for the clever lyric because you're unforgiven too. That's pretty clever. I was disappointed on the unforgiven three though, because how do you sandwich that line in? Because you're unforgiven three. I'm unforgiven three. I just don't know how you could make that work. All right. Track five is better than you. I know what you're thinking. What do you mean? It's better than me. No, the song is titled Better Than You, like that's the actual title of the song, Better Than You. It fades in with some interesting sounds. The drums come in and we get something we always get from Metallica, killer riffs. This song has a good driving beat throughout the verses, and then the chorus goes to a slower churning beat and sounds great as well. I'd give this song a thumbs up. The next song sounds like its name, as it seems like a snake and slithers right up to you. Slither starts off with a cool intro, and then another great riff drives the song. The song seems to have a bit of an alternative feel through the verses and chorus. Musically, it's got kind of a bit of a strut to it, which is really cool. Another thumbs up here. Carpe Diem Baby has a killer riff that fades into the song and gets it going. This song has a very alternative feel to it as well throughout the verses and chorus, but it is freaking awesome. There's a musical interlude about halfway through the song right before the guitar solo that has such a stomp feel to it. musically this song is so killer i give this song two thumbs and two big toes up track eight bad seed starts off with a cough and has a riff that starts out which is okay but just over 20 seconds in we get the smoking song driving riff I love the way the riff drives the verses. The part I don't like in this song is a part where you can hear what almost sounds like someone talking to a circus crowd. Ladies and gentlemen, what you've all been waiting for? I just don't care for it and to me it cheapens the song a bit. The song ends with what seems to me like an homage to Sweet Leaf by Black Sabbath with a continuous cough at the end. I don't care for the song overall, so I'm going to give it a sideways thumb. Bad Seed is followed up by another song with a very alternative sound to it. Where the Wild Things Are. It's got a light intro followed by a cool drumby that leads into a cool riff. The verses and chorus both have a very alternative feel to them. Matter of fact, this seems to be the most alternative-sounding track on the album overall, but I really like it. I never would have thought back in 1987 that Metallica would sound like this, but they did, and it's still good. Thumbs up. Prince Charming has a very old-school vibe to it. Driving guitar riff harkens back to more familiar times for the band. The verses and the chorus are pretty high energy, and they sound really good. To me, the only lull in the song is the bridge after the guitar solo, but other than that, this is a good song. Thumbs up. Next, we have the Token Load album era, Metallica country song, Low Man's Lyric. Although this doesn't sound like a country song, it's just what country would sound like with Metallica doing it, I guess. There's an interesting sounding instrument playing a kind of solo along with some of the verses and at the end of the song, too. It's called a hurdy-gurdy. It's really a cool sound that it brings to the song. Very unique. There's also a violin playing along during some of the verses, too. A very cool and different song for Metallica to do. It's even more different than Mama Said from the first Load album. The bridge in the song is really cool, too i definitely give this song a thumbs up. This isn't what I want from Metallica all the time, but on rare occasions, it's a very nice alternative. Next song up is Attitude, and it starts off with a little solo part and then a solid riff. Another driving song by the band. For some reason, this song just never settled well with me. I don't care for the verses or the pre-chorus. The chorus isn't bad, but I just don't care too much for it. I'm not sure what it is maybe it's the lyrics of the way james sings them either way sideways them the album ends with f-i-x-x-x-e-r fixer this song has a very killer black sabbath like riff driving it it starts out with a cool sounding high-pitched guitar sound The song has a lot of Sabbath sound to it. The riff in this song sounds as if it was taken directly off an early 70s Black Sabbath album. Freaking killer riff. The verses vocally have an alternative feel, as does the chorus, but dang it sounds great. I know a lot of Metallica fans vehemently dislike this era of the band, but I love it. I think it's the fact that it's so different than anything else they ever did. It proves how versatile of a band Metallica truly is. Overall, I think this album flows a lot better than the first Load album. It's obvious that they needed two albums to release all of this material because honestly, there's more than one good album of material between these two albums. This is not like the Use Your Illusion albums from Guns N' Roses where you could probably make one really good album from all of the songs on those two albums. You could have had two really good 10-song albums between the two Load albums. As I said on episode number nine, number nine, number nine, okay, I'll stop. As I said on episode number nine of on the Load album, A lot of people have talked about how Load and Reload could have been combined into one good album instead of what a lot of people probably think of as a few decent songs and a bunch of crap. Well, like I said earlier, they could have made two great 10 song albums or one huge 20 song double album. But I'm going to trim the fat off of this album and make it a great 10 song album like I did with Load. So let's go. Track one, Fuel, a good driving song for the old school fans. Track two, The Memory Remains, a good rocker with an unusual twist. Three, Devil's Dance, killer groove, different feel. Number four, Better Than You, another rocker for old school fans. Track five would be Slither, Alternative Rock, All the Way Through. Track six, Carpe Diem Baby, slow, sludgy alternative feel, another great song. Track seven, Where the Wild Things Are, another alternative song all the way through. Track eight, Prince Charming, another solid rocker. Track nine, Low Man's Lyric, the most alternative thing on the album, Metallic Country really nice mellow vibe to help you forget about your problems and closing out the album number 10 would be fixer a throwback very sabbathy sounding riff and an alternative feel throughout the whole song so this is the great 10 song reload album i've created i've left off the following tracks the unforgiven two seems like they added it to try and help bridge the gap The original was better to me and I just really don't need it. Bad Seed and Attitude. Both decent songs that just aren't as good as Fuel, Better Than You, or Prince Charming for the Rockers. Now, the other thing I've heard people say is that it could have been one 14-song album. I think doing that cuts out too many great songs, but just for the heck of it, I'm going to do that. So... I've got my top 10 for Reload and I've got my top 10 from Load. So if you didn't listen to the Load episode yet, you should you should just stop really and listen to that one first, but you're this far in, so this was my top 10 off of Load. Number 1, track 1 ain't my bizatch. If you don't understand why I'm saying it that way, You do need to listen to my load episode. My second track was two by four. My third track was until it sleeps. My fourth track was King. Nothing fifth track hero of the day. Sixth track bleeding me seven wasting my hate. Eight mama said nine thorn within And track 10, closing out the album, The Outlaw Torn. Now, this is going to be much tougher to do now that I've already eliminated seven songs between the two albums. You've got two Metallic Country songs, which may be too much for one album. You've got two epic closers in The Outlaw Torn and Fixer. You've got two very strong openers in Fuel and Ain't My Bizatch." You've got two very similar albums structurally so where do you narrow it down? I'm going to just make this about which songs I like best. Forget the flow of the album or anything. Although I will add I did try to I did change some of the listings up where they show up on the album to maybe make it a little cohesive in my head. So, I'm going to take off Better Than You. I'll leave off 2 by 4. The friction, fusion, retribution part isn't bad, but I'll keep it off of here for that. I'll leave off Mama Said and Low Man's Lyric, because even though I like them, if I'm building the perfect 14 songs from these two, the country isn't going to make it. Hero of the Day and Wasting My Hate aren't going to make it either. The intro to Wasting My Hate is annoying, really, and I like the other songs better. Hero of the Day is a good song, but I'd rather have the other songs than that one. So here is my full Reload Load album coming in at a whopping 94 minutes with 15 songs on it is as follows. Track one, Fuel. Track two, The Memory Remains. Track three, The Devil's Dance. Actually, it's just Devil's Dance. Track four Until It Sleeps Track five King Nothing Track six Slither Track Seven Bleeding Me Track Eight Carpe DM Baby Track Nine Ain't My Bizotch Track Ten Fixer Track Eleven Where the Wild Things Are Track 12, Prince Charming. Track 13, Low Man's Lyric. Oh, okay. I changed my mind. I had to have one of those on there. So it's 15 songs. Track 14 is Thorn Within. And closing out the album, The Outlaw Torn. Now that's a freaking great album there. Maybe you don't like what I left off. It's not easy to chop that many songs off because a lot of good ones are still sitting there. But either way, this is my Load Reload album knocked down to, well, 15 tracks. There are eight, nine songs from Reload and six from Load. So I guess that means I prefer Reload a little bit more than Load. So if you were doing this, What would your album look like? I can say this. I'd rate the Reload album at about an 85 or a 90 compared to the 75 or 80 I gave Load. It's amazing when you look at the journey that Metallica has had over the years. From where they started to them getting here, it's hard to believe that this is where they ended up. Of course, by the time they got here, they wanted to do something totally different to push the boundaries that were expected of them. And to me, that is a very rock and roll thing to do. Very cool. So what do you say? Do you love or hate these albums? Do you prefer one over the other? Do my lists make you mad because I left off your favorite song? Or do you agree with me? Well, let me know. I'd like to hear what you think as well. You can email me or post on the Facebook page. Twitter even works too. Either way, I hope you enjoyed the show this week and we'll share it on Facebook or Twitter and tell a friend about it too. Oh yes. Make sure to listen next week as I have a very special announcement about what is coming to Uncle Steve's rock and metal zone in the month of May. And last but not least, if you don't have a friend to introduce you to music and we all need one, or even if you do have that friend, you can use another one. I will be that guy for you. I will be your Uncle Steve. So take care of yourself, and I will be talking to you again real soon. You will now be transported back. To your Do you regularly, regularly scheduled schedule? time to tell